Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 235. My name is Colin Mahern, and with me this week, I don't know if he'll answer this, as it may be a naughty thing, it's Rich Walker. Hello. But when she went to the moon, did you take a piece of the moon, Alice Bell? <laughs> What? what? I feel like what? I've stumped the both of you. <laughs> what is this? Uh, I'm guessing you didn't see Amanda Holland's performance on this morning then. No, no I normally watch this morning every day, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> but you missed this edition where she was co-presenting with uh, the lovely Ben Shepherd of Tipping Point and Goals on Sunday fame. Tipping Point, amazing. Uh, Tipping Point sorry, is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, Tim Peake. The, uh, the English astronaut who was in the space station for a bit there, um, Amanda Holden asked him if well, on his travels on the moon if he had taken a piece of the moon. But the problem is, Tim never on the moon. <laughs> so, so a bit of, bit of miscommunication between the researcher and uh, the Britain's Got Talent judge. So well, so it's not naughty. They go there specifically to take cartloads yeah. of moon rock, surely. Yeah, isn't that the... the whole idea? Again, I think someone <laughs> got sacked over that and I doubt it was Amanda Holden. I do. I, it was probably. It will be a more <laughs> horrifying time of year for them than the rest of us. Even though it is a horrifying time, you see, Richard. See where I'm going with this? I do, it's Halloween because it's, it's Halloween. Halloween. It's a Ooh. ghoulish time. Are you feeling spooky today? Uh, not really. No. 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 Am I. no. Yeah, me it's rubbish, isn't it? It's rubbish. Yeah. The only good thing about this time of year is that after Halloween there are loads of cheap sweets. That's true. This is true, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the January selection mm, boxes. Exactly. The, the, um, the uh, mini rolls with green shit in them or whatever. Because I... I <laughs> <laughs> they do that, don't they? No, no, it's true. I used to really like Halloween when I was a kid, but now you're a grown-up. You can't dress up and get free stuff from people, so... Yeah, they look at you weird, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be a da- danger to the locality, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, does it have any... Fond memories for you? Not really, no. No, <laughs> just a lot of weird neighbours who you didn't really want them to answer the door. We didn't tend to go trick-or-treating as kids. Mm. Nah. I just, uh, <laughs> I, just, I just see Halloween as something that's synonymous with a lot of plastic rubbish that gets put on the shop shelves. Plastic and, rubbish? What yeah, you, you know, like the masks and like dancing skeletons and oh, rubber right. spiders and crap like that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Elise was watching a, a video of someone <laughs> buying... A load of rubbish from a shop, and I was just like, "Wow, the sheer volume of rubbish!" Exactly, our wasteful Western society. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We used to have good Halloween parties when I was at university, but you didn't really need an excuse for a party, and it's not like we went out trick or treating. We just Mm. stayed in and got drunk. So you know, led. No, when I was a kid, I was at university. (laughs) I'm sure people had lovely Halloween house parties. This yeah, year. actually, yeah. No, at uni, yeah, Halloween house parties were, were cool. Although right. we used to do really lazy shit costumes. Our our um our circle of friends, like we went as <laughs> zombie gangsters, which was just <laughs> getting in the suit. <laughs> That's a conceptual mess. With, a, with a with a hat and just a bit of blood on you and stuff. I do like that though. Actually, when lads come up with a costume that just allows them to wear a suit and look yeah. quite nice, because mm, I saw that, that when I was at um uh I went to um. Uh, MCM uh, the weekend which we can maybe do for our extra anyway uh, and I was walking around and I saw two guys who were just dressed as like Bruce Wayne but Bruce Wayne when he was Bruce oh, Wayne not on, when he was Batman so it was just like I am a handsome man <laughs> such a cop out how would you know they're Bruce Wayne what what signifiers because are because he had a security tag saying Wayne Enterprises CEO oh right okay <laughs> 
<laughs> it's that extra bit of effort, isn't it, that makes it brilliant. On to the news this week. And, boy and girl, it was an exciting week this week. Mm. Uh, and we're only part of the way through, so I what's know, going right? to happen? I know, you know. <laughs> the rest of it. Uh, but it was and is Paris Games Week. Mm. Uh, Sony have turned up to it again the second time that they have done so. The first time, two years ago, mm. where they revealed, I think it was Street Fighter Five, and what else did they do? I think they revealed Detroit Become Human. They often go quite well. big at, at mm. PGW, don't they? Um, and they went pretty big here again. With no. mm. brutal, <laughs> horrible violence. Well, a, a lot of the announcements we'll get on to, but mm. the main one is that they, they shocked mm. and appalled some mm. and not others... Uh, with their depiction of violence and yep. domestic abuse. I spat Mainly my brandy across the room, my monocle. Your brandy? Fell off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you're uh, doing uh, a bit. Two trailers showing off. Detroit, yeah, for Detroit Become Human and The Last of Us 2. Yep. The Detroit Become Human one, uh, is, yeah, so there was, uh, it was a domestic violence scene where mm. there was a father and his daughter and... Kara, one of these these androids that yeah. uh, in I don't know if this is always the case, but in this scene anyway, the father uh, had bought it or whatever. I don't know. Somehow acquired it, so, and it, yeah. it looked like the robot was uh, tending to his every need effectively. Mm. And uh, during the trailer, you find out that he has broken previous robots, and he obviously is. Uh, it looks like there's child abuse involved as well. I think he yeah. doesn't he fire a chair across the room and it breaks oh, off he, a wall or something. Yeah, and he tips a table and tips stuff. It's very angry, uh, abusive, and then uh, you it shows you like look at all the choices you can make. So like yes, I guess to show off the branching paths throughout the game, so you could either intervene because you play the the android so you could either intervene you could try and stop him you could try and talk to him you could do nothing you could try and escape with the girl mm-hmm. alice in a variety of different ways so each choice results in more choices mm-hmm. every trailer kind of has that break open exploded view of all the choices doesn't it with all the different uh, yeah because there was and stuff. there was one of like that basic like that hostage negotiation yeah, thing yeah. as well right yeah uh, and the other trailer, before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of both, because I think mm. they're heavily intertwined. Uh, the other trailer was the uh, one for The Last of Us Part Two, yeah, uh, which showed um, a scene where a group of survivors are interacting with one another. Uh, <laughs> one kind of head survivor has two henchmen, I suppose. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Has two henchmen that like pins down a, a, another woman. And the head survivor, uh, who is rumoured... Well, I'll get on to that in a second. Um, she orders the two henchmen to break the, uh, the girl that's on the ground. Clip her wings. Yeah, clip her wings is yeah. what she says. And the two lads get hammers to her yeah. arms and yeah. fucking mangle her effectively. Now, the woman in question who's ordering, who's giving the orders, is rumoured to be Ellie's mother. Oh, really? Uh, Anna. Okay. I think it's, is it Anna? Oh, Anna's her name? Yeah. Um, and she will be played by Laura Bailey, who would be, would be Nadine in Uncharted, Fiona in Tales from the Borderlands, Fetch in Infamous mm-hmm. Last Light. Uh, and so th- there was no no character in this has previously been in the Last of Us 
universe effectively. Right. It was all yeah. it was used to showcase new characters. Yeah. Uh, I think I've covered everything there. I no, think you have, yeah. This was, yeah, as I say, this caused a bit of controversy because some people were unhappy with uh, the content of both trailers. Yeah. Uh, some people were unhappy with, uh, what else were they unhappy with? Some people were unhappy that there weren't warnings before the trailers. Specifically, I think, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong, before the Detroit one. Mm. Oh, Although right, I don't okay. know if people wanted content warning before the Last of Us one yeah. as well. I mean, there was a, yeah. there was a, I think it was like a you must be 17 to watch this stream kind of thing so, so right yeah, at the start. Right. R- right at the start, there was a kind yeah. of a warning and I believe you had to sign in to right. YouTube or whatever to watch it. So oh. it, it was yeah. age gated to okay. a point. Um, so yeah, in local time, I think it happened at four o'clock, wasn't yeah. it? Because it was three yeah. here. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was some unrest or upset, I should say, mm. about like the time of day it was on, the content of the trailers, uh, how violence was being used to yeah. market games or domestic violence, violence against women. Mm. Uh, yeah, there was very much two sides to this because other people then were uh, wondering why can't games tackle these subjects why yeah. are the are these topics off limits yeah. for for this medium that we cover you should be allowed to tackle any subject you like you know if films are allowed to do it why not games well i mean i right. <laughs> <laughs> am i right <laughs> i understand the um cuz i cuz i watched it and i remember not being shocked by the last of us who trailer i i did a kind of like like a wincy yeah. like mm-hmm. oh that would hurt if yeah that it made me squeamish me. um but i was shocked by the choice of content for the uh detroit trailer i had forgotten detroit existed if i'm honest <laughs> until that happened um and i take the argument that up until that point it had been like kids spelunky 2 spider-man mm-hmm. uh, other kids games and then suddenly it was grimdark domestic abuse uh mm. and i so i i understand that argument i understand the argument that they were kind of contextless sections of violence that don't place them in the context of, of what they are what their purpose is in the wider mm. game um yeah. and that kind of thing but I I what I don't like is I've seen people saying like oh like I guess Sony thinks this is what fun is now. Meanwhile, Mario like I don't like the argument that games shouldn't tackle it. Like you, I think you can absolutely like we absolutely should and can criticize mm-hmm. games for how they treat these topics and and how they look at them and stuff. But I yeah. think saying that you know like. You, like Sony thinks this is what's fun now. Mm. Like it's it's obviously was not meant to be fun. Yeah. Well, like the like I understand the reaction to the Detroit trailer more because that's uh, a very but like games many games are extremely violent and we gave like all of us were giving Wolfenstein two a nine mm-hmm. like last week and so I don't understand. I I understand like thinking that trailer was not a good trailer. Or the way it was framed was not good in that it's divorced from all context and stuff. But I don't understand understand now deciding that the violence has gone too far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> because cause saying like games are supposed to be fun, like Mario, 
is like saying all game or like all, all movies should be Guardians comedies. of the Galaxy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like uh, I, th- like I don't like games don't have to be fun to be good. Yep. And it wasn't. Um, I don't think it was meant to be fun. It was meant to be shocking and horrible. And you can still say like. But I don't think that's you know like horror exactly. game horror movies don't and in in, in the same way that uh, we and consumers and everyone watching at home and all that and the, the the general public should be allowed to say I don't think that you depicted uh, domestic violence well mm. or that was a step too far that hammer to the fucking forearm was a step too far or whatever it is yeah if like. In the same way that you're allowed to say that, developers shouldn't be discouraged from doing that and pushing the boundaries of of what is acceptable. Mm. Because, so I, I think that was where the confusion came from. Yeah. Like, there's no issue with people critiquing this. But it's when, like you say, it's when it's like, fucking Mario is brilliant fucking hell what are you up to <laughs> and it's like we're allowed to have both of them yeah you know you you can't just say oh well because the nintendo switch has had a fucking a very good year mm-hmm. and it's coming from someone who will wax lyrical about mario in a while yeah like nintendo has had a very successful year but you can games should allow itself to branch out into all different genres and all different topics be they serious, funny, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't pigeonhole ourselves into uh, an Italian plumber jumping on a mushroom. <laughs> you know? A- yeah. As good as that is. Yeah, that's what I didn't like about... And I, I, like, I think these discussions need to be had, but like, fucking not on social media. Because it got very reductive very quickly. I mean, 140 like, characters is hard to get your <laughs> point across. Because like, I get the point that... like that's not the best way to advertise your game. I get the point that you don't trust David Cage with these issues and stuff. I understand that. I get the point that, like, fucking know, when EastEnders does, you know, stuff about domestic violence, it will say beforehand, like, this episode has mm-hmm. some strategies at, and then afterwards the, the end, we'll say... If you've been affected. Yeah. So maybe, like, video games needs, because it's still such a young industry compared to everything else, every other form of media, like, it needs, maybe needs to learn some restraint in the way it markets yeah. itself but should be allowed to should be allowed to make mistakes mm. and 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 not be not have handcuffs on before it's even fucking tried it yeah, yeah. it's you know? it's it's i i understand a lot of the criticisms is when you get into like games are too violent now mm. this you know like they're supposed to be fun this is because like that, all that, kind that of stuff. trailer because that last of us trailer right was like yeah some people like you know what what purpose did it serve? Well, its purpose was to introduce new characters. Mm. Show, I'm guessing show how evil and sadistic this uh, this new character, rumored to be Ellie's mother, is, mm. um, and show how bleak the world is. Yeah. No, some would argue. Well, maybe when they were driving the hammer down, the camera could have caught a la Reservoir Dogs mm. or so, or something like that. Um. But I, I think the purpose did, or the, sorry, the trailer did have a purpose to serve, and it served that purpose. Well, we're like, discussing it now. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so definitely. I mean, yeah, I, I, people have been ever since the, um, yeah, since the event itself. Mm. The, the Detroit one, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see, uh, like a, a simple warning beforehand or whatever to, uh, to let the viewer know, look. What's coming up? A bit heavy, just to let you know. Mm. Just, just so that 
yeah, yeah people the, at home yeah, you know, these can I suppose that, brace themselves because you like games sh- should be able to tackle any subject but also like if that subject is going to be difficult for you you can avoid it if you see what I mean like you, mm. you need to be given the option of not having to watch a scene of domestic abuse yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, I, I think we're we're basically in agreement, like, like yeah. that. Uh, that it should, but domestic abuse is something real. It, mm-hmm. it is something that happens, and uh, yeah, it, it is there to make you feel uncomfortable, to yeah. to garner a, a, re- a reaction from you. And I think it probably did garner the reaction I that mean, developers thought it would yesterday. Way more people are now talking about. Detroit than they were before, yep. I guess, mm. from a marketing point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chances are you're not going to forget it in a hurry now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's just when when the the argument becomes like games should not do this or should not be this, or well, no, should not tackle these subjects or should not like if if you if why now have you decided that violence is that that's too violent? Mm. Yeah, like especially when like this is. The Last of Us 2, like this is a, a sequel to a game which is very violent. Yeah, that wasn't a happy comedy mm. game. But it was it? like, oh. like Wolfenstein 2, like it had the, the reason that it was kind of elevated was because it, it had really beautiful moments as well. Mm. Yeah, to contrast. To contrast and, the to, and to make yeah. the violence seem more kind of horrible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like everyone talks about the giraffes and stuff, that's the go to, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think we yeah we are basically in agreement. Yeah, but I I will be interesting to see because I know we're both we were talking about earlier we're both quantic dream apologists. Like mm-hmm. I, I think, think that's like, another thing. I I I do feel David Cage get, gets a bit of a doing. Yes, his games are far from flawless. Mm. Like. Jason, Jason, yeah, very funny, <laughs> hilarious, right? Uh, and yeah, there's a there's a lot of issues there. Fahrenheit, right? The end of it, a fucking disgrace. <laughs> um, the part where they have sex on a cold train, what are you up to, like? For fuck's sake! <laughs> like, there's a lot wrong yeah. with it, but it's still like it, it's still really interesting. Mm. Like, it's still like that opening scene in the toilet where you're yeah. uh, trying to clean up the blood. Fucking amazing. Mm. It's really good, yeah. But yeah, there there are there are positives and negatives to um, to Cage's games. Mm. Like, will I? I don't think he should be allowed to talk about his games ever. (laughs) (laughs) Next time, Quantic Dream do a game, they should pretend that David Cage wasn't involved at all. (laughs) But yeah, like send someone else out. Will will he deal with these heavy themes? Well, I mean, how I I can't tell you from a two and a half minute uh, snappy trailer that. I thought actually uh, conveyed its message quite clearly. Yeah, and yeah, and and it, mean, wa- it wasn't very muddled. So I don't want to. I I am going to wait. Oh, one hundred percent. Like how like, how can any? But that's that's the other thing. Like people decreeing the uh, like uh, people who w- who would have um, shouted from the rooftops about their love of the Last of Us. Yeah, and decreeing the downfall of it now <laughs> is like. How it's we can't we can't tell we can't tell from a, a five minute trailer no. that was drastically different from the one with her playing the guitar yeah and I think because so we're showing kind of the two different two different sides, sides of it yeah mm. but 
But it was it was definitely quite jarring to go from, literally went from Spider Man and like Peter Parker, and then like and then the hammers. <laughs> I was like, I did, the tonal shift was a dramatic one. Yeah. So let's make one ourselves because there was a few other announcements. Uh, Concrete Genie was uh, was revealed. It's coming to the PlayStation Four, and this was the one basically where you saw. Uh, it, I don't know if we got confirmation on it, but it, it looked like the like the player was using like move controllers or something to draw stuff on a on a wall. Yeah, uh, Concrete Genie looked amazing actually. Yeah, depending. But the thing is, I find the move system a fucking pain in the ass. Mm-mm. So. But yeah, it was. Uh, no, I, I don't know if it is. It, I don't know if it's confirmed that it's moved, but it's just the way the cursor was moving and stuff. It looked, it, it looked yeah, like that. Uh, so that was yeah, drawing kind of monsters with different horns and stuff on on the one looked that comes to life. Looked really, really pretty. Yeah, uh, and interesting. And the gardens between uh, was also shown off. It's coming to the PlayStation Four. Oh, I'm well up for that. Yeah. Uh, this was. Uh, it kind of. Looked like braid-ish, where there was time bending, um, yeah, time bending mechanics, but also kind of phase like in that. Were you twisting around the world, or you're, you're like the characters are running the around the world? Go, so it's uh, like these two friends uh, go on a kind of magical journey, exploring these islands, which are, are sort of based on moments in their friendship. I think so. There will be stuff like giant, like pots and pans, or bicycles, or like a, a bottle of coke. I think. Uh, and the the path around the islands goes in a circular one because they're all kind of so you go from the bottom round and up I think, uh, and there's yeah kind of braidy like reverse time thing. So mm-hmm. the example that you can see in in the gameplay trailer is that the character will jump on a saw in a bit of wood which will saw it and then you reverse it and then you jump again which saws the yeah. saw I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it again looks interesting. Uh, the Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, was also announced. Sucker Punch's new game. Now, They've been this, quiet for a while, haven't they? they uh, yeah. This was a CG trailer. There was no, as far as memory serves, there was no gameplay. Um, yeah, you play as a samurai uh, in, like, I think it's the 1200s. And you're, like, I don't know, you're Tom Cruise, Rich. You're the <laughs> last samurai and yeah. you need to save the world. Something like that. Yeah, that's it. You're one of the last surviving samurai, right? That's what I, uh, what I read. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it looks interesting. People speculating that it might be the next Onimusha, which, you know, oh. if that's the case, I'm up for that. Uh, when At the beginning of the trailer, though, I did think it was Tenshu, and I was like, yes. Ah, okay. It's been a long time. I would be up for that. I'll tell you what, yeah, if it was anywhere near a, a kind of Tenchu-style game, also, yeah. Onimusha, Tenchu, yeah, anything with ninjas or samurai, um, I'm game. Uh, well, do you know what I'm game for, Rich? Guacamole. More guacamole. <laughs> oh, your face. You were so excited. Yeah. So it was the first announcement yeah. uh, in, in their pre-show. He, he like, and I was just like, oh, what's this? Whatever. Oh, it's, a fella, it's a fella eating guacamole. And then you're yeah, like, I wonder, guac- wonder, guac- I wonder is it guacamole? And then it was the realisation. was like, hang on a second. Is this guacamole? Is this gu- it's going to be guacamole, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Never thought there was going to be a guacamole too. Me neither. A fantastic side-scrolling mm. uh, Metroidvania brawler where you play as a burly luchador mm. and you kind of, you chain your your attacks together, don't you? Like all your different wrestling moves. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, it's a long time ago that I played that. 
I can't it, remember much about it. I remember it being very good. It was fucking he great. Was, yeah. There was a great villain. Yeah. So excited. He did a proper like fucking yes by. It, yeah. it, it was oh, brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, it's um, that's coming soon-ish according to the trailer. Four-player co-op. PlayStation four, four-player co-op, mm, yeah. That, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, very much looking forward to yeah. that. Um, and this the, again this this was a big one was this on the stage or was this on the this was the pre-show I was thinking yeah, this should have probably like pre-show. a lot of buzz around this because like, again mm. similar to Guacamele uh, I mean more so actually I never thought there'd be a, a, a sequel to this because why would there be but there is Spelunky 2 coming to the Playstation 4 and going off this short teaser trailer it looks like you'll be playing as the protagonist in the first Spelunky, they're like, is it son, son or daughter, daughter or something? Child, oh, right. Some okay. description, yeah. yeah. Oh. I've been very little else to it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> very little else revealed. I don't know. The, fir- the first Spelunky is f- fantastic. And I, I even say that as someone who, like, whilst I rarely dabble in those types of games, they're not really my mm. bag, I can 100% appreciate the craft of yeah. Spelunky. Like, but it's, it's really hard. It's, it's quite hard. It's really yeah. hard. <laughs> it is quite hard. Uh, Call of Duty World War II. Uh, the release date for the first map pack was revealed. Um, January. Mm. Was it? January, is it? I think so. Yeah. And uh, First on PlayStation 4. As well as that, we got a release date for the Curse of Osiris DLC for Destiny 2. Uh, which is coming in December. Just thinking mm. about how you know how DLC has changed. Like before, yeah. DLC would come out ages after a game, and then people started getting cross because DLC it was, became evident that DLC was already on the disc, but like yeah, you yeah. had to pay for it to unlock it and stuff. And disc lot content. Yeah, and <laughs> like though they've made the DLC before they even shipped the game, and yeah. now like well, like Call of Duty World War Two isn't even out, but they've announced when the first DLC pack is happening. Yeah. Strange, strange how we've gotten used to it. <laughs> but I'm guessing this DLC will excite you, Alice. Ignis, is he the one you like? I don't know. Uh, well, Final Prom- Fantasy Prom- 15 DLC. Prompto's my favourite, but I like this DLC <laughs> did look very good. So, uh, like episode Ignis. Yeah, so this may, is... May make Ignis my favourite. Well, wait, when, is, when is this coming out? The, the release date was announced, but I can't the remember. The 13th of December. Oh, I, I didn't expect I that. that yeah. Um, yeah, they've been bringing them out yeah. at quite a pace, actually. Yeah, yeah. And is, this uh, the, is this the final? I think so. Hold on, there's been. There's yeah. Been so. Gladio, there's been Prompto, I think this is the last. Yeah, this might be the last. Episode the one. Fi- the final then. fantasy final DLC. <laughs> okay. Good one. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> As, yeah, that went wrong. <laughs> as well as that, uh, you'll get to play as Aloy in Monster Hunter World. Mm, only exciting, on PlayStation 4, obviously <clears throat> enough, I suppose. Yeah. As she is the fucking lead character yeah, of Rise of Zero weird, Dawn. It? it would be a bit weird. <laughs> Maybe you should be able to play as Marcus Phoenix on the Xbox or something. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, this is what they, they announced, they revealed and said it was out now, uh, an indie game called oh, Array. Yeah. Which is sort of like... That's right, yeah. I'd sort of forgotten about, but it like... Cause Nobody had any idea really that it existed, and they were just like, "Here's an indie game that's kind of looks like Journey and that game mm. company's games, and it's out now." <laughs> yeah, they, I, it's from um, what was the name of the or the the the, the two horses, wasn't it? Uh, Entwined, wasn't it? Oh, the, that thing! Isn't it from the same developer? Or am Maybe. I completely wrong? Didn't they do the exact same thing with that game? That as was well. yeah, it's out now. Yeah, yeah it's out right. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Uh, a game which isn't out right now is the Hong Kong Massacre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out 2018, and f- I was I was completely yeah. taken by this trailer as well. Looks like a realistic 
uh, Hotline Miami, a little bit of Max Payne thrown in there, mm. maybe even Hitman. Nice. I can mention other Neo games as well. <laughs> it kind of got Sonic. some John Woo influences uh, in there. It's, oh, yeah, it, it yeah. looks well up for that. Nice. Uh, God of War as well. Got to yeah. look at the combat and how Kratos and his son interact during combat. Like, yeah. You, <clears throat> almost Hellblade-esque your son will call out and tell you whether someone behind you or watch out and there's a part in the trailer where the son drop kicks one of the baddies <laughs> into Kratos's grasp and mm. he just like chucks him against the wall so I'm interested to see how that nice kind how of interacts works. yeah and also Spider-Man yeah we saw Peter Parker he's struggling to make yeah. ends meet mm. can't pay the rent of course uh, he introduces what's his name Miles Morales to Someone isn't it Aunt May or someone like that? Is it Aunt May? I didn't May? watch the trailer properly. So who I'm just who's Miles Morales in this? Because Miles Morales is Spider Man in a different timeline. Ultimate Spider Man. Uh, I think. Universe, well, I don't know if it's it? a different timeline exactly, but he's just sort of a Spider Man after Peter Parker's not Spider Man or in a world where yeah. he's not. So in this one, Miles Morales is just uh, a teenager at the same. Like uh, he's mm. a teenager while. Spider-Man is being Spider-Man yeah. while Peter Parker is being Spider-Man I think they kind of meet and he does have a role in the story other than just being an easter egg mm. apparently okay so. and they showed some more villains as well like Kingpin Shocker Mr. Negative who's been in previous trailers I think has he? Yeah, that's a good name, isn't it? I think so. It's pretty Mr. Good. Negative. Yeah, <laughs> here comes the cranky bollocks, Mr. Yeah, negative. I've been, I've been called that before. <laughs> uh, well, Rich, how negative are you about our next story? Because I'm so negative. Moving on from Paris Games Week, how will I turn my Xbox One on with my voice now? I know, such a shame. They are coming to your house and taking your Kinect <laughs> off. No. You. Uh, yeah, Microsoft has finally stopped manufacturing the Kinect. Uh, after probably you know, giving it a decent stab and it's then had a good run. pushing it to the back a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah, they confirmed that uh, they are, the, the Microsoft Store has the Kinect listed as out of stock. Right. Um, so it's probably going to be a bit harder to get your hands on one now unless you go to a cash converters or something like Pick that. Pick one up for a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fair. I like... This came as a surprise to me simply because I assumed they had already stopped manufacturing yeah. the Kinect some time ago. They stopped bundling them. Yeah. A good what a couple of years ago now? Yeah. Oh. When they said, "Do you remember when we were on a, going on about how it's integral to the Xbox One?" Yeah, nah, that's great. It's really not. No, is it? it's not. <laughs> you don't need it at all, actually. No, no you don't. But hey, I, I I don't know. I I think the Kinect's legacy will be. I mean, victory. No, what is it? History is written by the victors. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Uh, so the Kinect is obviously going to gonna be, be forgotten. Going to be forgotten and so spoken about like, about how mm. shite it is. The Kinect uh, was it was an interesting idea, yeah. and Dan Central was a fucking great game. Mm. In like ten years, it will be like everyone's going to love it. Like fifteen <laughs> yeah. gate weird gaming peripherals that were a terrible idea, <laughs> and then the Kinect will be one of them uh, next to like the Power Glove and shit. Only kids in the noughties <laughs> remember this. <laughs> Although it did make its saying mo- Xbox on to your Xbox, it, it made its a uh, movie debut in like Paranormal Activity three, was it? Did it three or four? It was no in idea. one of them. I've seen none of those films. At night, uh, yeah, you'd see g- the Kinect was able to see ghosts or something, right? Very hail Joel Osmond. Microsoft didn't mention that feature. They did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they had, more people would have bought it. 
on to what we've been playing this week, and it may not be many in terms of volume, but my God, what a day. Quality. What a day last Friday was. One of the most mm. busiest release days mm. I can remember anyway. Yeah. Uh, st- three absolute mammoths of games. And the first game we'll talk about is an okay game. It's not bad. It's called Super Mario Odyssey. Isn't that a controversial opinion there? <laughs> Isn't it a 10 out of 10? Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is an absolute cracker. It's the best oh, okay. Mario game in years. Yeah. It is uh, arguably... Fuck it, I, I don't know. I, I, do you know what? I've been toying with this in my head because uh, we streamed it last Friday and someone asked us, or asked me, is it better than Super Mario Galaxy? And I quite enjoyed Super Mario Galaxy and I'm like... Fuck it, I don't know. But I think mm. it probably is. <gasps> probably. Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like that one could change <laughs> day in, day out. Um, yeah, so Mario Odyssey, it's an instant classic. Yeah. Uh, absolutely sublime. Uh, using Cappy is an absolute dream, obviously, for the unaware. The hook this time around is that you can fling your hat on objects uh, enemies and otherwise certain things, and you can become them. Hmm. So, and, and some of them are like so. Take for instance, right? You can become Goombas, and uh, you can also become a pole, right? <laughs> In places like New Donk City. So, like, but to say that, like that, where you become a pole, all you use it is so you fire your hat on onto the pole, and you can use the pole then to. Uh, propel yourself like up a building or something like that so you right. can't just like, walk around the place like it's debug mode in Sonic <laughs> 3 or anything like that um, and each each different object that you become that you capture uh, like it's it's always such a surprise as to what you can do and the the advantages and disadvantages of each say enemy for instance mm. like, like a Goomba uh, who waddle around not exactly at breakneck speed but also uh, say in an icy patch because of whatever unbelievable grip they have on their feet yeah. on the soles of their feet they can uh, they won't slip around or um, uh, let me think what else is there the onions the onions yeah yeah the onions are fucking <laughs> fantastic um, I think what are they called uproots uh, where again you capture them and you can stretch your limbs a la Stretch Armstrong. They've got, they've got little feet and they stomp out and wow. then you can make the legs all long because they're roots. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then you're really tall. And then you're it's really great. tall. It's I'm going to have to buy a Switch, aren't I? It's, Fuck's sake. I mean, well... Like, Is it a console seller? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Ooh, yeah. Damn it. 100%. Give me 200 quid then. Like, and especially with, say, like, whilst... I may not have got on with, it, on with it as much as other people. Mm. Like Zelda is also a, a system seller. Yeah. Um, and again, whilst I may not have gone on with it as much <laughs> as other people, arms people seem to like that. Yeah. Marion Rabbids is also a great game. Splatoon like, 2, would you put that in there? I never played Splatoon. I know Alice, Alice. played it and Alice in. Yeah, Alice, Alice liked good. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's okay. good. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's a system seller because. I think, I think it's a all good these one things to have. Yeah, yeah, all, all exactly. these things together. Yeah. But like Mario itself, yeah, yeah 100% a system okay. seller. Like it's, there's there's so much depth to, to, mm. to this game. Like even, so you can't capture everything, right? Yeah. There are only, there's like 50 some odd objects, enemies and objects that you can capture in the game. Mm-hmm. And you never know 
what they are before yeah. you actually do it. Like, there's nothing like when you come into a new level where there's new enemies there, the game doesn't like put a marker in the map saying like here's a point of interest <laughs> how about you come over here it just allows you to explore and um, you use the hat as a weapon so you're going to be firing it out right. anyway when you see something and you're going like oh a best kill this guy so you're not and just spending your time flinging your hat around randomly hoping that something will happen I mean not not, not everything but like right. yeah <laughs> uh, and yeah it's, it's just it's always always a surprise and yeah. the Another thing that's always a surprise is where the moons are, the placement of the moons, because mm-hmm. that is, I suppose, the the lifeblood of Super Mario Odyssey as well as the 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 moons that are in each kingdom, which are the levels. And uh, every time, so there's like I don't know, ten plus kingdoms in the game, and yeah. each time you get to a new kingdom, you need to collect a set number of stars to jet off to the next kingdom. Right, and but that could be I don't know, fifteen ish. But there, there could be like 60, 70 moons in that mm. stage. Do you take a, a piece of any of those moons with you? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I tried, Rich. I, 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 I got as many as I could anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like, it, it, and they're all, like some of them are hidden under underground. Some of them are uh, in kind of through secret rooms. Yeah. Like there's just so much depth to each each kingdom and, and and variety as well in how how they're laid out. Like somewhere somewhere like the Sand Kingdom, which is the third, is it? Yeah, the third kingdom, which is quite quite vast and like one uh, just one plot of land effectively. And then mm. somewhere like the Metro Kingdom, which is uh, all big skyscrapers and there's a lot more verticality to it. Yeah, um, it's just it's fucking absolute joy it does sound from, good. from start to finish it does sound good and without going into it mm. so Mario <clears throat> stories yeah you know I mean standard mm. Bowser has Peach and Mo- Mario he wants to save Peach from Bowser yeah right and here <laughs> hits all the old tropes like it's basically the story is uh, Bowser's uh, and Peach are getting married right sure and uh Bowser's traveling to all these different kingdoms to get uh, get items to make the marriage a special day. So, yeah. like, it'll be like a yeah, wedding I mean, ring. Like, fair play to him because she obviously doesn't want to get married herself. So he could yeah. just do a kind of, you know, uh, registrar office rush job. But mm-hmm. no, he's getting flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting a cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's getting a proper ring. <laughs> he's he's put some effort in. He he is to be <laughs> fair, uh, but Mario. Uh, obviously wants to try and put an end to it. Yeah. Um, but it it goes places. Okay. And actually, to say any more, I, I, I shan't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking a, an absolute masterpiece of a game. It is an utter joy, and entirely a system seller. Get a Switch and play Super Mario Odyssey. You like it? I think it's all right. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I can't say the same, sadly, for Assassin's Creed Origins, but that's simply because I haven't played it. Ooh. Unlike the two of you who have mm. put in X hours, uh, countless hours into yeah. it. You, you I mean, I'm have put it on, on two systems, yeah. Richard Walker. I started playing it on PlayStation 4. I put in about 12 to 15 hours thereabouts. And then for some reason, my console decided to start crashing and I couldn't load it up again. So I had to start from scratch on the Xbox um, and I've put about 25 hours into that version as well. 
So yeah, I've played a lot, but Alice has got further than me because yeah, I finally finished the single player story, mm. uh, which I would guess is maybe thirty hours uh, all told that I put in. Mm-hmm. But well, no more than that actually, because I've had it longer than you as well. Yeah, you had it. You had so a probably whole way more there, though, yeah. like fifty, fifty yeah. to sixty hours probably. Fuck. Because and is is that a lot with a lot of arsing around because this yeah, game is huge yeah that's not the single player campaign by itself but it's difficult to extricate how long that itself takes because you have to do a lot of arsing around and leveling up and stuff yeah so this I, is a very different assassin's creed game i gather yeah, yeah it's it's basically it's the most rpg an assassin's creed game has ever been it's not an rpg exactly in the sense of like a bioware game or like the witcher 3 or something so there's not branching paths necessarily Mm. but it is a massive kind of persistent open world yeah um and you have to level up you get different gear uh you choose abilities that kind of thing and every region has a suggested level so if you if you're like level 20 and you think oh i can go to a level 37 area i'll be fine no you just get absolutely demolished so You've got to kind of stick within the suggested areas you should. Mm. Is that restricting? Or is there no, is there enough fucking massive? Well, yeah, right? yeah. Like, is there enough to do like God, the the old yeah. the old gag is like an Ubisoft game, you bring up the map mm. and it's absolutely littered with stuff to do. Yeah. Is it similar? So what they've done to kind of um rectify that situation is they've put loads of stuff in it, but they've sort of spread it out across a giant world instead. Right. <laughs> So it doesn't look so cluttered anymore. Mm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a lot of the stuff isn't necessarily marked yeah, you, from the off, like yeah. you see, because they have the towers. Oh, this is true. Yeah, um, like it's uh, d- d- again in, in uh, many ways when mentioned, this is a very different Assassin's Creed game. Like this, uh, it doesn't really mark waypoints for you, does it? When when mm. you open up quests and like Some the HUD them, is yeah. quite. Um, the, the hot has been yeah minimalized, <clears throat> pared down a bit. Mm. Yeah, um, um, for objectives in your quest, it will mark maybe a general area. Yeah, but it won't mark exactly where it is, and it has the kind of towers ish. Mm. But that's more for like just fast so you can points. see yeah fast travel yeah. points, and so you get a nice like isn't the area lovely? Whereas before yeah. like you would do a map tower. And it was a map tower because suddenly you'd know where all the chests yeah. in the mm. area were and shit like that. That it doesn't do that. You'll still have to find the chest separately if there is any. Yeah, and then you have your eagle drone that you can send up to mark specific things for you if you're struggling to find stuff. Is that yeah? Is that good? Does it yeah? Does it defeat the challenge of the game? Not really. No, no, I don't think so. And as you also actually, as you do each tower, it increases the perception of Senu, your eagle. So the more of those towers you do, the more, uh, mm. you know, he'll zero in on stuff and find things. I didn't it's think I cool. was I was going to like Senu, but I used him yeah. quite a lot just because with him you can really see the scale of the world yeah. that you can't necessarily see if you're just like running about a village or whatever and then suddenly you send Senu up and you can see all these boats on the, on the river uh, and you can see other towns in the distance and stuff. It's quite um, literally a bird's eye view. There you <laughs> <Cheers> go. <Rich. laughs> That's right. Uh, and I like I pared down the because um, there are there are loads more options and I turned off the herd basically almost to nothing and then you I, 
it made the game more challenging because you can't mark where guards are and stuff and you just have to properly keep an eye out. See, I need that compass at the top. Yeah. Yeah, I the, need that. I, I, can't, I, I can't do without that. I took all that away, so it was just kind of me and the world. Bayek's really cool as well, by the way, the guy mm. you play as. He's really, he's way more endearing than like Connor in Assassin's Creed 3 and, and other recent protagonists. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the story I played that I don't think the story is really as strong as the world that they've built. It's the the beginning is kind of slightly oddly paced. The middle is also slightly oddly paced. And the uh, end? <laughs> the end. Uh, the end is really good if you're well into like Assassin's Creed. Okay. Which some is cool uh, moments in the story. I thought. Yeah, there's some, some cool stuff moments. I didn't expect. I was like. Oh. Uh, but yeah. there's also the outside the world, the animus <coughs> bit as well in the real world. Oh shit! I forgot mm. about that. Yeah, yeah. That's the part of Assassin's Creed that none of us like. <laughs> well, they <laughs> pared they that keep... down a lot. Yeah. So there's not any like running around or like so in in with the uh, the Desmond stuff, he would do platforming and running around as Desmond. Uh, and then in the later games, it, it would be like, like I'm working in an office. Person, yeah. I work at a games developer. Yeah, just weird. Uh, like, all right. So yeah. it stripped that right back. And actually, it's there's a little bit of running around, but not very much at all. And it's more kind of world building that you can interact with if you want to, but you don't have to. And I, for me, the info that was in there and stuff kind of made like the shit movie more interesting and stuff retroactively. And the whole animus thing. Wait, does, so, it, does it tie into the film somewhere? Sort of. Does it? Kind of, yeah. Because mm. the film is canon in the game. Like, is it? Yeah, yeah. The events of the film occurred. So in the film, because I haven't seen it, in the film are the events of the games... Ca- like, is, is the film a sequel to whatever the last one was? I can't remember. Was it Syndicate? Uh, no, in terms yeah. of the other games, it can be taken separately, but it does, like, reference... So the character that Jeremy Irons plays is referenced in some of the other games hmm. first, but it doesn't necessarily... It doesn't really... You don't have to have played the games. Yeah. But in this game, it does reference events of the film is it, is in this, an interesting way. Is this a positive direction for Assassin's Creed? I think yeah. so. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. The, the two year cycle and the like the more RPG elements yeah mm. I, just the world that they created if nothing else like even if you took the single player out and you were just a dude riding around Egypt solving people's problems yeah like the the world they've created I thought it was going to be too big and I kind of don't feel it is anymore that's it's quite just, interesting, yeah, because it is so big. Yeah, because it's just, it's sort of it's. I know it's a wanky thing to say, but it's sort of like like to start with. I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to do everything, but it's so big. It's sort of now not worrying me in the same way that I'm not worried that I haven't been to Glasgow. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like there's stuff happening the other end of this country in real life, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing it. Of course, a nice place. Yeah. Been a few times. You know, but, but that's like the Egypt and Assassin's Creed is so big that I'm sort of like, well, that girl will probably be fine eventually. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter if I haven't been to this bit of the desert yet. Yeah, and maybe you'll go there one day. Yeah, like Glasgow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, <laughs> but when you go to Glasgow, hopefully it won't be under Nazi rule. That would be that a would shame. be awful. Yeah, like in a game. Yeah. 
Go for it. <laughs> Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Whoa, exactly, Rich. Yeah, that's the game where the Nazis are in. Um, oh, so, so, yeah, after Mario, I yeah. jumped I jumped into quite a different game in Wolfenstein 2. and uh, kind of similar? Thematically? Uh, I suppose there's some similarities. How are they thematically similar? I, I mean, uh, there's are Mario. The Gumbas not sort of. Mario has a red hat. Hang on. Are you, you about to say. Were you, were you about to say, are the Gumbas not sort of like Nazis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an interesting. I think there's a feature in that, Rich. I think so. Aren't yeah. the Gumbas just Nazis? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, this takes place straight away after the new order you will get I was going to say some you will get a lot of enjoyment mm. out of this if you just jump in but there are a lot of characters from uh, the first game uh, and it is very much a, I'm trying to remember there was a game recently that you said similar Alice was it The Evil Within where oh it was yeah very, it was very much a sequel yeah, yeah. like Wolfenstein 2 is a sequel mm. to the original yeah. Wolfenstein imagine that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah you will still get enjoyment because hey it, it's easy to jump in and go oh the Nazis right they're the baddies are they yeah. they are right I'm point, with you. point my guns at the house I'm in and it's yeah, a, yeah so it's an alternate timeline timeline in 1960s America where mm-hmm. the Nazis won the war yeah and you as BJ Blaskowitz and your your merry band of resistance, resistance fighters yeah, yeah. must try and kind of take him down. And where the first game excelled and stood out from other games in its genre, the, because of its story and its quieter moments, this does similar but better, I think. Uh, and it it really delves into why. Because again, all right, look, the, as I say, Nazis are bad. That's grand. That would nearly yeah. be enough. We get it, right? Yeah. But it delves into like why BJ hates the Nazis, the, I suppose, almost, uh, l- like, looking at his childhood and his upbringing and mm. how some of the Nazi ideals were brought into his family uh, home at an early age. That's interesting. Um, and, yeah, like, it, it, it deals with some some heavy themes and some heavy topics, obviously, enough. The baddie, in General Engel, Frau mm. Engel in the first one, uh, is back and takes a more prominent role. Yeah. And, oh, just exceptional like what an awful awful fucker like <laughs> like the really like when you're in the moment yeah you just she's such so detestable mm. but like if you um like let's say if you're wa- if you're watching film or if you're fucking engaging in any media um and if you sort of maybe take a uh a, a maybe take yourself outside of the experience ever so slightly and you can look and judge the performance and judge the writing. Yeah. You can just, like, applaud the, yeah. the character of Engel. Just exceptionally awful. <laughs> so, so good. The, probably, uh, I think I said this in our video review, probably, like, the most effective villain since Vass, I'd really? say, from Far Cry wow. 3. Like... So like quite different to Vaz, mm. uh, but just so so effective, and uh, like oh. that's the characters all over in Wolfenstein. Yeah. I can't like, wait to play it. Like the oh. because as well as those horrific moments, there are there are obviously those moments of levity yeah. where uh, your crew, um, like there's there's one part right where a character called Super Special, new character, uh, comes into your boat and realizes you have a working toilet and you've never seen a man be happier <laughs> and you see it's 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 
it's so silly, obviously, mm. but like it's it's dialogue that's delivered so well, it's quite believable. This guy yeah. is just overjoyed that there's a working fucking toilet on, on the mm. boat, and he like he interrupts all the two other characters who are having a game of chess. Um, like this, this all happens on your your home base, your your U boat, which yeah. In between certain missions, you have free roam to to walk around, and you can you can talk to certain characters uh, of uh, or certain crew members, and you can also just observe what they're doing, and you can see crew members uh, fighting with each other or uh, getting to know each other, and yeah. by extension, you're getting to know them. Uh, which by the end of the game, do you know? It almost has, and I can't remember why, but we were talking about Mass Effect 2 earlier. Um, it almost has that same type of feeling where, like, right. you're just, you're really rallying behind this group of people. It isn't just BJ Blazkowicz yeah. and friends. Like, it, it is the entire resistance. The camaraderie. Really. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fucking fantastic. Mm. And that, like, those quieter moments make the game stand out. Obviously, if it was a shite shooter, yeah. do you know, those moments would be moot, yeah. effectively. Thankfully, it's an exceptional shooter as well. <sighs> and it gives you the options to approach situations however you see fit. Yeah. So you can be stealthily and mm-hmm. all that. I remember, I, I think I was more stealthily in the first one. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, Wolfenstein is, I think, a bit better when it is just balls to the wall, mayhem-like. Yeah, yeah. pair of shotguns. Yeah, whether, exactly. Yeah. Whether that be dual wielding, like, because yeah. um, I, I mostly had a shotgun. When I was dual wielding, I had a shotgun and I can't remember the name of it, but the, the kind of futuristic gun that shot out like a, a be- laser beam. Oh, the laser Kraftwerk. That's the boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah I like that weapon. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, or, like, yeah, there, there were moments where uh, I might just have the one, uh, the one silenced uh, yeah. pistol to go in, skulk around, try and take out the commander before he sets off the alarm. You got your throwing hatchets mm. as well. Your throwing you? hatchets are fucking great. Yeah, yeah. You can get some distance <laughs> on them as well. <laughs> really? It's amazing. You can pop a fella from miles away. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Doing that is brilliant. Uh, yeah, and like again, there's, there's variety between like somewhere like Manhattan, which is is quite open, and the underground bases, mm. which are are very very clinical and narrow corridors yeah. where like there may be one of the big massive hulking robots behind you and firing all sorts yeah. of shit at you like um, and as well it whilst there are, there are a number of ways to play and you can choose which you prefer the game encourages you to try out different things via the park system because uh, rather than like getting skill points and firing them into a tree, so it's like, well, I know I'm stealthy, so I'm just going to be stealthy. I'm going to yeah. fire all my skill points into the, this stealth skill tree. Mm-hmm. Um, you get so you get perks for performing certain challenges, like uh, like killing uh, X number of commanders silently. Yeah. Uh, then uh, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but maybe you'll be you might be quieter crouching. Or the first one did the same thing, right? Um, did the first one do the same? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you got perks for completing certain objectives. Yeah, and and, and yeah, and 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 it is like it, it does similar where um, yeah, kill kill x number of baddies with like one of the heavy weapons, and yeah. you'll you'll do more damage then with mm. the heavy weapons. So it's it's fun to play around with tactics and how yeah. and your strategy in a situation, but 
yeah, just going in and fucking up some Nazis is great crap. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. You were almost a jail sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly listen? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Rich Walker, and you, Alice Bell, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer, Alice. Clue number one. Sorry, was I not paying enough attention? (laughs) I'm like a teacher in class, yeah, yeah. Just like, isn't that right, Alice Bell? (laughs) Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 2011. Mm. 2011 Interesting, a new one mm, Yeah. A year later, my first and only game Had shipped 5 million copies 5 million copies Clue number 3 After being called a quote Powerful new franchise by my publisher No sequel ever came to pass Funnily enough 2011. 2011 powerful new franchise. Now, clue number four is a long one, so please stay with uh, me. Okay. <laughs> and if you can get what I'm saying here, I think it'll become clear. So, the studio that developed my game had their follow-up cancelled in 2016. Stop. Rich Walker. I think it's Kyle Crane from Dying Light, is it? Incorrect. Is it? Shit. Well, I say the studio that developed my game, but really, it's more the company that acquired that studio's assets and stuff after my game... Rich Walker. Is it Dead Island? Incorrect. Ah. Uh, After my game studio went into liquidation soon after the launch of my game. Stop. Stop. Is it... Cole Phelps and this week's winner uh, is Alice Bell I still don't know who that is what Uh, L.A. Noire Noire. oh shit oh yeah 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 yeah. Team Bondi Team Bondi and then they were gonna do was it Whore of the Orient so yeah yeah, to go through through the clues clue number one my first appearance in video game came in 2011 of course La Noire Uh, clue number two a year later my first and only game had shipped 5 million copies Uh, clue number three after being called a powerful new franchise by my publisher 2K Games no sequel ever came to pass and this was the tricky one clue number four the studio that developed my game of course Team Bondi had their follow-up cancelled in 2016 Whore of the Orient I didn't know that was a follow-up I thought it was a completely separate um, well they, their follow-up oh I see um, not a sequel um, uh, uh, yeah well I say the studio that developed my game but really it's more the company that acquired that studio's assets and staff after my game studio went into liquidation soon mm. after the launch of my game obviously I'm on about Kennedy Miller Mitchell do you remember all that oh, with uh, yeah, Bre- yeah. Uh, Brendan yeah. McNamara McNamara yeah uh, quite the controversy and then cl- all a bit weird. clue number five next month my game will be re-released which yeah, is nice yeah and maybe but yeah well done Alice mm, Bell well thanks done. Damn it! I was struggling to remember his name then. Yeah, Cole actually, Phelps. do you know what? I probably wouldn't. I don't know it. why I, I know yeah. it either. It's just in the back. What there a bit somewhere. of useless information <laughs> yeah. to retain. Every Tuesday, we send the call out on Twitter.com via our Twitter account, VideoGamer.com, and ask for questions for the question segment of the podcast. And thankfully, you answer us, you delightful, delightful people. Now there is a theme this week as I'm sure you'll gather. Uh, first question from Strange Play. Cliched question, but it's that time of year. What are your favourite horror games and why? Resident Evil 2 is an old favourite for me. Uh, why? Because it's great. 
grand. Because it's just, just perfect. Yeah, it's perfection. Yeah. Uh, I still think Layers of Fear is very good. Uh, and Observer, the Bluebird team did after that, is good that. as well. Yeah, I need to finish mm. that. Um, and there's one level in Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines where you mm. go through a haunted mansion. That is very it's good. one level. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> oh, and Alien Isolation, which I still haven't finished because I'm too scared. Uh, Alien Isolation yeah. is fucking god tier yeah. of this yeah. medium. Exactly. Fucking phenomenal <laughs> game. Uh, Lone Survivor, which is the kind of 16-bitty looking game uh, that was out a couple of years ago now on PC and console. Mm. Uh, Amazing how they made something look, something that looked so retro and old school, how through sound, excellent sound design, they Mm. made it quite terrifying. And they did similar this year, I can't remember the name of the developer uh, off the top of my head, but Detention that was released this year on PC, I think only, is uh, about a story about Taiwanese school kids and it's fucking terrifying. I think it, it, in total, it was like three hours long. I, it, t- probab- it took me a number of nights because <laughs> it was so stressful. <laughs> Fucking absolutely frightening game. Uh, Dan, or Dave, excuse me, Somerton asks, what's your favourite Simpsons Halloween horror episode slash story? I like the one where Homer gets the monkey paw and has to make, he makes the wishes. Oh, the yeah. wishes. That's, that's a good one. That's a I like the uh, Mr. Burns as Gary Oldman's Dracula one. Oh yeah, I don't know if I remember that one. <laughs> that well, they good. go to Mr. Burns' mansion. He's Dracula, but uh, like he is the version of Dracula that Gary Oldman played in the yeah. uh, Keanu oh. Reeves uh, <laughs> Dracula. I think oh. Homer says his hair looks so gay. <laughs> I I I don't I I don't know. Um, I remember the one where Ned Flanders is a werewolf is in my head for oh, some yeah, reason because I, I yeah. just remember I, I guess I forgot to put the fog lights in. Yes, I forgot to put the fog lights in. Ian Kebby asks, which is the game you found hardest to go back to after moving on? I'm finding Horizon Zero Dawn hard trying to prepare for her, uh, prepare for DLC, excuse me. Uh, I remember Assassin's Creed 3. I was like, I need to finish it just because I need to know the end mm. to get the next one. Like to understand what happens yeah. in the next one, kind of. And it was. I was How just, would that go for you? <laughs> I mean, I finished it. <laughs> I didn't like three. Mm. I, I don't think. Right. I don't think many did. I don't know. I, I liked it. <laughs> Shut up, Richard. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, a game that you found difficult to get back. Or the Witcher go back Two. To. The Witcher Two. I was. I wanted to finish The Witcher Two in time for The Witcher Three coming out, and I couldn't get to grips with the combat. Yeah, I didn't the think The Witcher Two good. was good. Yeah. Whoa. So, no, it was Whoa. good. I just couldn't. Get I didn't think The Witcher Two was good. <laughs> yeah. When it initially came out. Oh, like. Yeah. What? That's an outrageous <laughs> statement. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Three, on the other hand, fantastic. <laughs> Classic. <Right? laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Do, that one. do you know what I found recently hard to go back to, and I enjoyed it at the start, and I remember saying as such, or saying as much even on this podcast. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I oh, found yeah. it hard. Like, I was going all right, but then, I don't know, it felt like it was dragging a bit, and it was kind of getting less and less exciting as it was going on. Yeah. And uh, I never finished it. Did you I, not? St- I still would like to. Like I'm, about, mm. I don't know. I probably put in about fucking thirty five odd hours. But I enjoyed it. I just, I, I was enjoying it. Yeah. It was just getting, I don't know, it was getting to be a slog. 
Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, My Time Traveling Dog, excellent fucking name, uh, asks, what would you do if faced with the trolley problem? I'd probably ask someone else for a pound, to be honest. Or, you know, you you have those little little key rings that you can kind of stick in. That's not the trolley problem. What? I'd grab the chain and go, ah! Maybe get a hacksaw to it or something like that. The trolley problem is a philosophical thought experiment, uh, which is basically to, to show you, like... Uh, how it's difficult to apply ethics and stuff in real life. So basically, you're on a trolley, what as have we in got like to do with trolleys, <laughs> you know, like a San Francisco style like oh, trolley, right? Yeah. Like ah, uh, uh, like the tram, like problem, the tram is sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called the tram problem. <laughs> okay, fine. You're on a tram, all right, and it the tram is careening out of control mm-hmm. whilst on a track. I like the uh, careening. And so it's it's Good word. <laughs> so there are two tracks that you could take. Like on one, the road less travelled. On one, there are five people. I was yep. just like, pray the prey and then on questions. the and then on the other, <laughs> it is, isn't it? This is like the prey question, yeah. And on if the there other, was a fat man on the tracks, would you? Yeah, yeah. So Sorry, it's basically like yep. there there are five people on one track, and there there's one person on the other. So uh, and you can you can switch tracks if you want. So if you're what going, like, do you know the one person or something? Yeah. So if, the first one is like, um, so you're going towards the five. I think the first part, the first one is you're going towards one person, but you could switch towards five people if you wanted. And you, you say like, well, no, I'll kill one person instead of five. But then it's like, you're going towards five Your people. Your mother. <laughs> you're going towards five people and, and there's one person on the other track, but then it's like, you have to switch it. So then you're making the choice to kill the one person. Right. And then it's like, what if you know someone on one side or the other, and then you can sort of change it and say, okay, you, you are a doctor. And there are five people who need organ transplants. Do you kill the one healthy person? It's easy. The answer is always kill the five. <laughs> always. <What>? More destruction. <laughs> <isn't> yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it's it's difficult. So in the basic trope problem, I guess you say I would kill the one person because one life is less important less than, than five. five. But what if it was, you know? Yeah. Well, if it was my man, I don't know. I'd be yeah. tough enough, to be honest. <laughs> well, they, that's the the question. But that's what the, um, some people say. Like video games are a good way of exploring philosophical things like that because you think about it and you're like, "Well, I would kill the one person." But if you're in a video game and like the five people who would die are unconscious and the one person is going, "No, please, I don't want to die. I want to live." Mm-hmm. Like maybe it would be easier to kill the people who are, or you know, like you mm-hmm. in video games, you can make those more real. What if it was five people and a little fluffy kitten? Would you kill the fluffy little kitten? Well, well. before you answer that, Alice Bell, Ross McMahon asks, cats or dogs? That uh, wasn't planned. There we go. No, it wasn't. Uh, both. Fucking dogs all day long. Yeah, I Easy. dogs. Yeah. Cats are rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mind cats, but dogs are better. Uh, yeah. um, Noah Graveham asks, what scary creature or monster would be great in a video game but hasn't been included yet? And uh, Noah adds, you can't say Nigel Farage. Donald Trump, then. Uh, <laughs> That's the next go-to, isn't it? <laughs> if you can't say Farage, say Trump. Um, a scary creature or monster? Like, done vampires. They've done... Werewolves? I think they've done... Maybe. I'm trying to think of a werewolf game, to be honest. Well, I mean, technically, there was a Van Helsing game based on the movie with Hugh Jackman in it, which features a werewolf oh, and yeah, a vampire. I remember that, that being very good. I remember what, that being... The game yeah, or yeah. the film? Excellent. Or well, both. Both great, <laughs> both classics of their their genre. Um, There's probably loads. I mean, has Frankenstein's monster been in the game? 
But oh, would he they was. be good? He was in a Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck game in the Mega Drive. Oh, oh, there you go. They've would, done that. Would they, very good. Would they be good, though, is the thing in the game? That's would, the other thing, right? I don't know. Would be great in a video game that hasn't been included yet. Um, I, The Loch Ness Monster. Creature from the Black Lagoon. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, really, to be honest. I, I feel like <coughs> King Kong has... Well, I mean... Donkey Kong. I don't know if King Kong actually has, does he? It's probably uh, a Kong uh, Island video game or something. Oh, yeah, no, there's the King Kong uh, oh, one that tried in with the Peter Jackson film. game. Yeah, the yeah. Michel Ancel. The easy achievement. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, one. one. <laughs> as, it's, as it's known. Um, Simon Buick asks, favourite sweets for trick-or-treat? Personally, refresher chews and drumstick lollies are amazing. Those are strong choices. Strong choices. Mm. Dr- I would go drumstick lollies as well because they last for ages. Yeah. Yeah, so rotty really teeth, one. good and proper. Don't like dolly mixtures, and, and I don't like licorice. Mini, sn- mini like Snickers yeah. bars, or, or do you know what? Full size Snickers bars. Well, see, this what? is it. Like, you but you're never going to get. <laughs> you're never going to get. You're that. never going to get a full size Snickers. Never you get a fun size. All right, yeah. Why are they called fun? What's fun yeah, about it's them? Less they're, fun. They're, yeah. yeah, less fun. <laughs> um, uh, not a vampire asks. What's the scariest thing Nintendo could announce in their next direct? Ooh. A gritty uh, Mario reboot. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> In the world of GTA with, or something. With hammers and broken arms and stuff. And well, like, I, th- I think we've gone yeah. through something <laughs> there, and to be honest, that uh, just about does it for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. And all of the lovely VGBGs, thank you very much for your continued support. Uh, if you want to become a VGBG, you can do so on uh, patreon.com forward slash video gamer and if you go there you can get uh, your weekly edition of video gamer extra or extra podcast where this week we are talking about the 10 out of 10s that video gamer has awarded uh, or rewarded games over the years Uh, and you'll also get an extra bit here where as Alice alluded to earlier we will discuss MCM Mm. and see see what was happening there Uh, and yeah you'll probably get a Q&A next week I would imagine uh, as well as that, uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm at Colin underscore Hearn. Rich is uh, at RichieW82. Yeah. Uh, Alice is at Baby Got Bell. And you can follow Video Gamer and all of your relevant social networks as well, such as Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook at VideoGamer.com. When was the last time you did a Snapchat? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, it's been point. a while. When was <laughs> yeah. the last time you did an Instagram? Uh, uh, last week. You- Ooh. Ooh, she's done yet. super hot fire. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll do it as soon as we finish this podcast. Uh, and uh, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash video gamer TV. But for all of your video gamer needs, just head to videogamer.com. And now it's time for my least favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show where we must bid the listener ah. Due. So say goodbye, Rich Walker. Bye. Say goodbye, <laughs> Alice Bell. Bye. And say goodbye, Conor Mahorn. Slon Gafo.